Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah community podcast. I'm here in the beautiful Studio B in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> There's not really a live studio audience. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with uh, an awesome soul today. Uh, Mr. Roy Kindle. Hey, Roy. Shalom, shalom. Ah, shalom. <laughs> so, Roy, um, you know, our audience here that uh, watches us or listens to us mm-hmm. um, may or may not know who you are. If they're a Beit Tehillah Probably don't. You know, person, then they know who Roy oh, Kindle is, right? But mm-hmm. um, if they're out there in the, the grand interwebs, um, mm-hmm. they may not know. So, who is Roy Kindle? That's the question of the hour. I'm trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roy Kendall and his wife Mary yeah, yeah. Uh, raised our two children in Israel, mm. and uh, they're now grown and gone and have families of their own. Praise God. But uh, we've lived in Israel for 31 years. 31 years. Now, you're not Israeli or Jewish, correct? No. Hmm. So not Israeli or Jewish, but you've lived in Israel for 31 years. By faith, 100%. By faith. So mm-hmm. there's obviously a big story about that. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. um, everybody that comes on, I always try to uh, kind of get some some ideas from them, um, but I want to make sure that the audience knows kind of a couple things. So you have a ministry in Israel, mm-hmm. which is the School of Worship in Jerusalem. That's one of our names. We've, we we do a lot of different things, but yeah, it, you've you've uh, you've I think it's played music for pretty much every prime minister for the last five last or six. Five yeah, prime last five prime ministers, mm-hmm. uh, which is incredible. How do you as a you know, a Gentile, so to speak, somebody from the nations mm-hmm. living in Israel, you know, mm-hmm. but not only that, but you're rubbing elbows with the prime ministers and all of that. Only God. Only God. Only God. You know, I've never been qualified to do anything. Uh, there's a saying, you know, that God usually doesn't uh, call the qualified, but he always qualifies the cult. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so he's to, I'm not even sure he's qualified me yet. Yeah. After 31 years. <laughs> he's still but, working on it. He's but, like, come uh, on, Roy. The, I'm out there doing it. Yeah. And it started in 1988, uh, wow. just a real quick recap of that part. Yeah. Uh, 1988, um, over in Vero Beach, Florida, I was for 12 years um, uh, co-pastoring, worship leading at a church in Vero Beach, where I also graduated from high school. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh-huh. And then got into full-time ministry there and uh, watched the church grow uh, from under 100 people to about 1,500 at the time. Wow. And we were doing large productions. Um, again, God just kept sending talented people to our church. As the church grew, uh, I always say uh, talent begets talent. Yeah, amen and to that. And it draws. You know, people yeah. appreciate that. Sure. And so more and more talent. So we just put everybody to to work. Yeah. And so we ended up doing big uh, Broadway-style productions oh, for wow. Christmas and Resurrection Day and other events and stuff, and television, radio, it just grew and grew and grew. So we'd have six or 8,000 people come to our productions wow. <clears throat> back then. That's, I mean, and that's a mega church back in, what, the late 80s, right, you said? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we watched it grow from uh, 76 through uh, 1990, wow. 78, 1990. Wow. And anyway, so um, 
the uh, there was there's an event in Israel that you may have heard about called the Feast of Tabernacles. Oh yes, it's I've actually a Jewish holiday. It's comes a bi- every not year. Jewish, I'm sorry, it's a biblical holiday. Amen. Yes. Yeah, and so we all should pay attention to that. But I mean, in Israel, there's an organization called the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem. I C E J. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of their leaders had been to our church and really liked what we were doing and said, hey, could you come and help us? We do a big production every year. At uh, It's also called Sukkot in Hebrew, yep, the yep. Jewish holiday. I mean, the, the Hebrew name for that holiday. And so um, they brought me over and had me help with that in 1988 and again in 1989. And um, eventually it was because of them to answer your question about how did I end up yeah. being around all these people, um, that was the largest event of any kind in the country of Israel because they had uh, six to 8,000 people from over 100 nations. Wow. Sometimes maybe 200 nations. I've seen, I believe, some sermons because they have like some general assembly Every right, year they meetings. did a video, and then it would go on television, and, yeah. and uh, videos all you know sold all around the world. Huge amount of people. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, the fact that so many nations, so the uh, Prime Minister of Israel didn't want to miss an opportunity to, yeah, to greet so many. Yeah, politicking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, politicking, but also genuine intrigue that, why do so many non-Jewish people, they're used to being you persecuted, know, persecuted yeah, yeah, and scorned yeah, yeah. and anti-Semitic and anti-Israel, and um, to see that many people that love them, so... Yeah. Uh, so, but I would be on the platform doing music and uh, singing and playing and doing different things, and uh, so I just kind of became synonymous with events there. Yeah. And then uh, moved there in 1990. That's another story, but yeah. 100% by faith. Left that amazing ministry in Vero Beach uh, to go to a place where they weren't paying me anything. Yeah, by faith. <laughs> by faith. <laughs> that is the best. That is that is trusting by faith. God because God said it. That's and right. so, um, but then by living there, <clears throat> other events would happen, and then the mayor of Jerusalem or the prime minister or Knesset members, and they eventually formed a. A Knesset is the Parliament of Israel. Sure. Same thing it was called in the Bible. Yeah. Knesset. And um, uh, they saw so much Christian support from around the world that they said, we need to have, as one of our government committees, a Knesset Christian Allies Caucus. And I was just in in place right there to help out, you know, with... uh, Because they wanted uh, music, they wanted, you know, what they call music, what I call worship, you know. Yeah. But somebody they could trust to do the right kind of songs that Christians and Jews could both participate in together. Got it, yeah. And and then just by being around them all the time, you know, you sit down, have lunch together, and they're just real people. Yeah, yeah. And so thus launched us into... um, Amazing adventures. Yeah, overnight success, right? <laughs> overnight for 31 years. <laughs> you know, it's funny about uh, overnight success. They say that uh, there's really no such thing as overnight success, that uh, people, when they consider something an overnight success, it's usually when preparation meets opportunity. That's you know? true. And so people don't see the, the part before the opportunity, mm-hmm. right, that led up to that point. Yeah. Um, they only see from there and or whatever, you know. So It could also be called over-nightmare success. Uh, <laughs> understood. Uh, so uh, you and Mary uh, mm-hmm. have been together for 
We've been together time. 45 years. 45 years. Wow. I used to think you had to be old to be married that long. <laughs> Turns out you don't. <laughs> but wow. we started young anyway. Yeah, I'm sure there's a testimony all into that as there well, is. I'm sure. I mean, boy, isn't life just a, a, just a big testimony? It is. It's yeah. one challenge after another. Yeah, well, there is no and testimony without a test. That's, I like that. <laughs> that's the Very primary good. word in there is uh, test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, is it ever. And then there's moan in there too. You that, know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people moan during the test. Mm-hmm. So done a lot myself. Yeah. So uh, obviously you're a Christian, right? You mm-hmm. believe in in Jesus as mm-hmm. the Messiah. Jesus is God. in Israel. I prefer the term believer. Yeah, believer. Praise yeah. God. I, yeah. I I get that. Only for not that I'm I'm not afraid of being a Christian. Sure. But that uh, gets a whole different idea in Israelis' mind. Yeah. Well, you got the Catholics and the Greek Orthodox. And yeah. Other Orthodox sects, the Coptics, and everybody over there, especially in Jerusalem. Yeah, I've done a lot with Catholic people, so yeah. no offense to them, but no, most no, no. most Christians. I'm just saying most, that's what they're thinking. Most Israelis think Christian means Catholic. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They think you know robes and incense, walking down you know small streets and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that piece of it. Um, but for you know for us, we call ourselves Christians with Torah, but we're with you. There's probably a lot of people even listening to us now um, that you know they hear the word Christian and they're like, well, I'm not that, right? They want to mm-hmm. have some differentiator. That's why Hebrew roots as a as a term exists, or right. Jewish roots, or Messianic. That'd be a good name for a hair product, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hebrew roots. <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, you told me to be real. I did. I yeah. Did. Well, and you know, there's there's so much uh, decentralizations even in the Hebrew roots movement and the Messianic movement that um, you know you you say that, and to one person it means one thing, and to another yeah. person it means that. Well, the same thing happens with Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the Catholics, and then there's forty thousand something you know Christian denominations within the Protestant you know yeah. Christianity. So it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are even different de- denominations in Judaism. So right, right, right. A exactly lot right. Of Within Islam, every every major religion, I'm sure, has different sects, right? Mm-hmm. That's why there's sectarian That's S-C-C-T-S in case anybody... Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. So how did you come to faith? I mean, have you always been a believer? Well, there actually was, believe it or not, at eight years old, a major transformation in my life. Okay. Uh, because uh, up until that time, we were just um, a regular American family that didn't go to church. Uh, maybe um, football was on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. all of that. And um, my dad, uh, when he was younger, uh, went to church and uh, he played the piano. And um, huh. they didn't like the fact that he he jazzed up Amazing Grace and uh. he, you know uh, <laughs> so he his music was not accepted they forbade him ah, to play at church so when when they rejected his his gift, gift yeah, yeah. Um, they rejected him so he didn't feel welcome there so he took his music into the world yeah and uh, did very good at it and um, became a very noted pianist in bars and clubs and stuff like that yeah. among other things that he did but um so but then uh when i was eight years old one of his friends invited him to another church and uh he said well me and churches don't get along so well and they said i think you'll like this church and it was a church that had great music oh cool all just full of you know talking about talent begetting talent he yeah it's a perfect example of that because he he went and he saw all this amazing, the musicians and the singing and the styles and the freedom to be who, you know, your style is. And, right. 
and the joy and the excitement. And it was a large church, but just full of excitement. Yeah. And um, and he he gave his heart to the Lord. And at eight years old, I saw such a change in my dad that I knew there was a God. Wow. Our life completely changed at home. What a legacy for your father, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, for people don't realize sometimes how much they're influencing their kids. Oh, yeah. And so uh, so then we started going to this church, and uh, we all gave our hearts to the Lord and got involved, and um, a lot like Beit Tehila yeah. congregation and other churches with um, activities and programs for kids and children and youth and, and um, friends that also love the Lord and and so you don't have to rely on friendships in the world that I mean we had friends at school and stuff sure. but um, the the influence you know of uh, ungodly things and even more so today of course but even back in those days yeah. um, so that changed us so much that it set my whole trajectory you know our church was a very large church like I said and so we had a lot of good singing mess i mean um uh music groups and um and guest speakers and evangelists and you know well-known preachers and teachers came through so i really got the best of everything yeah. right there all was, different styles too huh yeah, yeah yeah it's funny you mentioned that i mean even they criticized david for his style of worship you they know sure I mean? did and uh you know you just you hear things like that about how people get hurt in the church you know mm -hmm. and church hurt can be like the worst hurt oh i talked to so many people that oh yeah a friend of mine, I mean, not friend of mine, I won't even say who it was because I don't want to um, embarrass anybody, yeah. but but uh, he told me, he said when he was a teenager, he went to church, he really wanted to go to church, and he had a t-shirt and a pair of jeans on, and uh deacon met him at the top of the steps of the church, wouldn't let him in the door, said, you're not going in there dressed like that, and he said, I don't want anything, he was so embarrassed, he yeah. felt so, yeah. you know, exposed, like, I'm not good enough, mm. uh, and then later said, I was good enough, and why do they treat me that way? So yeah. it took years and years for, for that to change in him. Yeah. Well, in that, um, you know, I've, I've been in a, a church one time. We moved to Naples, Florida, when um, uh, I had gone there for work, and this is, you know, 14, 12, 12 years ago probably. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were looking for a church, and we left Naples because we had trouble finding a church. Um, every, yeah, you know, it's we're, that important. It is. It is that important. And, um, you know, luckily we were already grounded as Christians, but yeah. I remember some of my experiences being in the first time there. We went into a, a large denominational church, mm -hmm. um, uh, which I won't say which one it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we sat in the back, you know, in this huge auditorium, you know, mm -hmm. or, uh, sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And um, some old ladies filed in and sat in kind of the row before us. We had a baby there, you know, who was, we uh -oh. sat in the back for I can a reason. Hear it coming you know? already, yeah. And he, he actually, uh, Christian, my oldest, he wasn't even making really any noise. He was just like, you know, he'd spit his, his baby. little pinky out and then, blah, 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 yeah. and then I put it back in. And, like, and this lady turned around and just like, you know, police, you know, like just this ugly face and everything. Yeah. We were like, well, I guess this isn't the place, you know, and we <laughs> right. kind of filed out and went to the next place. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, we had we had left such a, a tight, you know, good church home mm -hmm. where we had gone from to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We just moved back because church, wow. you know, a body of believers, a good community is that I important. I do appreciate it even more. Yeah, and in the Hebrew roots, it's, it's tough to even convince people that because what they have is they have church hurt a lot of times because mm -hmm. they came up with these harebrained ideas like we should be, you know, keeping Sukkot or yeah. the Sabbath on Saturdays or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, those can be very uh, offensive ideas to, to certain churches and people. Mm -hmm. And if they run into the wrong deacon yeah. with those conversations or whatever, then uh, a lot of times they can get booted. And 
they end up with church, whether they did anything wrong or not, they end up with church hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the, the idea of joining back another congregation, whether it's friendly to their ideology or not, can mm-hmm. be a daunting thing because at the core, there's still that it's people, you know what I mean? It's, it's church hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people that think that we shouldn't have churches like Beit Tehillah, you know, congregation, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, doesn't make any sense. To I play. gotta say, having been around as long as I have been now and growing up in a church where I saw, you know, what's yeah. going on there. And then our family moved to Florida and then I ended up in ministry myself and through pastoring for 12 years and then living in Israel. But, um, there are groups, um, who do similar things. Yeah to bait to heal it, but they are so exclusive as if, again, hurt people hurt people. Sure. So they've been felt rejected by yep. the church. But then sometimes a lot of, and I'm sure you've seen this, Yeah, you know, there are a number, I won't say a lot, but I mean, there, it probably is a lot. There's a number of groups that uh, sort of carry the air of, if you don't do things the way we do, oh, know, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, follow the Torah and yeah, do it yeah, exactly yeah. this, then you're yeah. not a real believer. And, you know, we're not like those churches you know yeah yeah and that it's just us versus them on either side of it oh yeah but you know some regular church people for lack of a better yeah phrase come to mind uh see that and they think oh so you're one of those right you know know, it's funny i've been having uh countless conversations lately um i've got a really good friend of mine and um he's an evangelical believer great i mean when you talk about the blocking and tackling of christianity like just the basics right Mm, oh yeah great commission bringing people to the lord discipling you know people especially other men and things like this guy's better than most that i have ever met Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um and you know he's interested in um you know what we're doing uh but sees the other people out there in the movement that he knows that Mm -hmm. you know you have to say jesus name this way yeah. Or it's not the real way, you know? And so he sees those things. And I think people... At, in, and when you're baptized, you have to say it this way or you didn't really get... Correct. There's a nomination that you, don't, you get baptized in the name of Jesus, not the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, you, you, don't, did wrong, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. Exactly. You've got to re-baptize. Or, <laughs> right. So there's a lot of ideas that people <laughs> have mm-hmm. doctrinally. And again, there's it's not new to the Hebrew roots. There's 40,000 Protestant denominations for a reason because they all have some schism somewhere along mm-hmm. the line that they you know think theirs is, they're right. You yeah. know, and everyone else is wrong mm-hmm. um so i always tell people and uh you might appreciate this people come to bait to heal and I, I feel like they wash up on our shore like a beached whale you know and they mm-hmm. need care you know yeah. and they need to get well, well let's get you back in the water first of all because mm-hmm. the sh- you're not meant to be on the shore you're meant to be part of a community you're meant to be with other believers yeah. iron sharpens iron fellowship is important we're commanded to come together right if you believe in the commandments you know mm-hmm. then they were commanded to come together as believers mm-hmm. um and participate in the things of god what that looks like you know can be up to interpretation but and then uh you know and then we'll have the other group that'll say you know well why aren't you checking for seat seats and you know at the door and mm-hmm. stuff like that you know and it's mm-hmm. like well, I don't, I don't really think that that's productive, you know, <laughs> right. A, but, um, you know, we have scriptural, but like Acts 15 is a great example of, you know, hey, there's some basic things that people can come and, and as long as they behave themselves, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, that we're going to worship together and we're all going to learn together what the rest of it is, what right. God the is intending The early church had us. the same discussions. Oh, oh so. man. And that, you know, that's what's cool about the Bible. Being in a place like Beit Tehillah, the Bible really does come alive because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we definitely... Um, get to live some of it, you know, the good, the bad, and and the ugly, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, so really living in Israel, um, gives a whole different perspective. Oh, I bet. I can only imagine. The whole thing. Yeah. And even in Israel, the, there are, um, 
Jews who have accepted Yeshua, Jesus, yeah. uh, and see him as Messiah, who have congregations, so they're called Messianic congregations. Yeah. Um, that's a whole thing we could do a whole other program yeah. on. You know, <laughs> Boy, the, could we? <laughs> the, uh, typically, the, the Jewish mindset is that if you, if you are Jewish and you accept Christianity, yeah. you're no longer Jewish. Right. And there's just a blockage there. They you know you can talk to you blue in the face. Sure. And they only see. So they think that those people have um, abandoned their Jewish identity. Yeah. But my point is not that. My point is that even among the Messianic congregations, there are different levels of yeah. how much you know uh, you go according to the Torah law, or how much rabbinic law, how much this, how much that. Oh yeah. And some that are just. Just like a regular church, yeah. Like there's such a word as regular. I don't know what a regular church yeah, is because yeah, yeah. they're all over the map too. Well, I think those are good problems to have. You know, praise people, God, we're moving towards people are people. Yeah, yeah really, yeah. God is the one that thought of the idea of nations, right? Right. You know, He's and not a globalist. Are divisions that's for sure. of people because they have different things in common, different things to identify over, and that as long as we don't use that as a us versus them, right. Right, right, because that's how wars start, right? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> mm-hmm. nation against nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, that's interesting, you know, with um, just the perspective of somebody living in Israel for 31 years, um, you know, to have a perspective on all of that and all the different groups and, you know, you know the diff- Torah observance, so to speak, or pursuance is a, is a spectrum, you know, that people fall on that spectrum in, in different places and why they fall there. And they've all got a really good reason and... Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, we have to have grace and mercy for Definitely. for people. Uh, you know, we just we were actually studying Matthew, right? And just in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, mm-hmm. uh, judge not, lest you be judged. For the mm-hmm. judgment that you meet out on others will be measured measure, back unto you. Ready. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> take ready. it easy. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right. Um, and so I, I think it also comes with maturity and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the faith walk is an interesting, interesting yeah. walk, and I think people want to do godly things in godly ways, Bible things in Bible ways. Um, but you throw on top of that, you know, cultural influence and denominational influence and history and all the things that, you know, you throw on top of that, that layers on and yeah. it gets convoluted. It's not mm-hmm. as simple as this is how to do it or yeah. that's how to do it. Cause we think we can respect tradition and follow God at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, in our case, we didn't even go to Israel because of our beliefs that this is what we need. We know we should be part of we only went because God asked us to go. Literally, yeah, yeah. Literally, we. Everything I've ever done is just because God asked me to do it. Yeah, you know, I never thought about it. You know, I'm just kind of like, my joke is because the Bible says that God will take the foolish things to of the world to confound the wise. Yeah, and God gets in situations where like, um, I've got some wise people I need to confound. Roy, come here. Help me confound these. You know, I need a foolish yeah, thing to yeah, confound. Yeah, exactly right. If full, especially if foolish means um, just somebody available. Yeah. So in Hebrew, they say "hineni." It's in the Bible yeah, a lot in I Hebrew. Am. But here, here am I. Yeah. You know, it's me. And um, yeah, okay, if that's what you want, are you sure? Because I thought it was going great over here. Yeah. So he led us to do that, and so we didn't didn't have to. Um, Think about, you know, are we here because of our, you know, we we need, we just said, okay, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. And uh, the organization that invited us to come, um, 
sounded wonderful till they said they couldn't pay us anything. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that just I even yeah, the said international you know, Christian embassy in Jerusalem. Yeah, wow, and, this is going to be know, a payday. I mean, they even had uh, volunteers that got something, you know. But yeah. for us, for what they needed us to do, they couldn't even give us the volunteer stipend. You know. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I literally said to the to the man that asked me, I said, that can't be God. That's impossible. Because <laughs> the minute I'm no longer on staff at the church, I don't have a paycheck. Talk about eating your words, I don't huh? have any money. Yeah. yeah. I, but then as soon as I said, wait a minute, that can't be God because it's impossible, you know. Uh. And then uh, the supernatural of God invaded my natural, and uh, he began stirring me. And, and he confirmed it many, many ways. And um, so we did... Um, <laughs> two whole months of traveling and speaking and raising support. Normally you take two years. Yeah, yeah. But they needed us there for the next uh, Feast of Tabernacles, wow. Sukkot. And so um, uh, we we just went. And I always in the back of my mind, or the front of my mind, I guess, yeah. I would say, well, if I'm wrong and this doesn't work, I guess I'll come back and find another job, find yeah. another church, something. But I have to go. It's just like, like the God's accelerator pedal just compelling you, you know, yeah. with impetus to go forward. And so we would go, and then all of a sudden something else would happen. Then we would do this, and something else would happen. And so uh, for 10 years, we had the school of worship in Jerusalem was the name of our— uh, it was a discipleship school that we had people come from 23 different nations over that wow. 10 years for nine months at a time, typically. Wow. yeah. And boy, what a challenge that was and housing everybody and uh, coming up with tuition that would just helpfully uh, pay for the expenses of everything. Yeah. And it was a different kind of school than most schools. So, you know, all of that, um, we did that for a time. And then the Lord just confirmed in a lot of ways that we were supposed to stop that. Right when he gave us this big house, we yeah. thought now we got the big house, we can have everybody stay <laughs> yeah. instead of five apartments. We'll all be in the same place. You know, um, I often say God tricks us sometimes. Oh, you know, he yeah. lets us think it's for one thing because then we'll do it. Right. And then at the last minute, it's kind of like bait and switch. You know, he goes, okay, you had to think that, but really it's not for the reason that you thought. Right. So then he stopped us from doing another uh, you know, in-country school. And we had this house. Well, then suddenly we started having groups come and stay for short term. Got it. So then instead of a couple dozen people a year, we had a couple hundred people a year. Wow. Okay, yeah. But the couple dozen for 10 years every year uh, really taught us about people. Right. So that when we had people for short term, we could just nail, you know, things pretty quick. Yeah. Anyway, so that was, but we still say school of worship because we say Mary and I are the roving school of worship yeah. <laughs> wherever we go. Well, you know, I mean, just hospitality in general is not the easiest thing in the world, dealing with people's needs, especially if you have 24 hours, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, people have thing, expectations. Yeah. And, hey, come come here for an hour and then you leave, you know, yeah. or a couple hours and you leave. It's different than, hey, we're stuck with these people for <laughs> two weeks or nine months. Or mm-hmm. It's different. That's a whole nother... <laughs> Learning curve for us uh, yeah. dealing with that, but um, and then it's all been by faith. But um, God has taken me to sixty-three nations also oh. to share my heart, the stuff that I see and that I do in Israel. I go talk about it in other places. Yeah, and draw people in because I think everybody needs to come and experience Israel. Yes, everybody, everybody. That means everybody. you. Everybody. That's right. Needs to go to Israel and don't be limited by people. Say, well, if ever I get the money, I'll go. 
the first question is, am I supposed to go? Right. Because in my case, you know, there was no paycheck to do it with. Mm, interesting. And so, but yet God said, do it. Right. So God might be saying to go, and you got to tell people, all I know is I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And then by faith, he'll bring the money. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, they, they have that, that saying about farmers, you know, uh, when there's a drought, you know, mm-hmm. the one farmer sits on the porch waiting for the rain. The other one goes out and sows the field. And the question is, which one gets the rain? Both. I would say, well, exactly right. <laughs> ah, it's funny. You know, they say, everybody yeah. always says it's the one that gets, it sows the field. But you're right. They both. Rains on the just and the unjust. They both get it. But one. <laughs> but one goes, gets more out of it. That's right. One has a productive rain. The other one doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. A washout. It's interesting, <laughs> interesting side note there. So that's been, um, so the the key behind it all, you know, we tell people we live by faith, but I think everybody is supposed to live oh, yeah. our life by faith, asking God, so what's next for me? What do you want me to do? Am I where I'm supposed to be right now? Yeah. Is this the job I'm really supposed to have? Yeah. Or is this my way of, of you know, I've, I've got my security in this you know, and it's maybe God wants you to let go of that, and He's got something else for you. Mm. He'll always take care of you, right? But it might not be the way you want it to be. He'll still love you, and you'll still go to heaven, and you'll still have eternity. But uh, you'll miss out on the excitement that God has for us here yeah. in uh, this time period that we have here on planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, I, you read the Book of Acts, you mm-hmm. know, and and they literally went by faith i mean they they went to here they went there and you know even when jesus sent out the 70 right he said don't take anything with you you're just gonna be supplied for you know meet your needs wherever you go yeah and we moved to israel uh my wife and i and our two kids each had two suitcases that we could take with this that was back in the good old days when you could have two bags and 70 pounds each 70 pounds each wow that was it though that's all we could take and our dog we took our dog with this oh another mouth to feed (laughs) (laughs) he was a little dog oh okay (laughs) still i mean it's that's Mm -hmm. that's daunting right but that sounds like uh it's gone well i mean 31 years that's a testimony um in and of itself Mm -hmm. you've been there for 31 years um and up until recently on a tourist visa right another miracle (laughs) it's not it's not supposed to work that way. Yeah. Typically, after about two years, they start saying, okay, you've done that yeah. too long now. Yeah, I think you've uh, toured enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you can get a student visa or this or that, you know. And But after a while, they just say, like you said, okay, you've done enough. Yeah. But for 31 years, it's just, you know, they're supposed to look at our passport and say, you can't do this. But but God, you know, God opens doors that no man can close. Ooh. And he closes doors no man can open. Yeah. But um, so we have to live with the idea of not knowing for sure what's going to be next. We just know it's going to be good. Yeah. If it's God, it's good. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Can I share one yeah, uh, please. story with please, you? Please, yes. Are we okay on Yeah, time? we're doing great. Yeah. Okay. Doing great. I just felt stirring in me that this one story um, uh, I shared uh, last night in our, our gathering that we had uh, about getting the house. Yeah. This big house, you know. Uh, because not being Jewish, not being Israeli, uh, we didn't qualify. Yeah. And that was the whole story, how we ended yeah, up and, with and the Yeah, and they house. can actually go and listen. We have it. It'll oh, be yeah. on YouTube and have okay. that on Facebook. So Okay, good, good. Yeah. So they'll find somewhere on there how they can do that. They can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. That. We'll, we'll get it. So anyway, um, but what prompted initially um, even looking for a bigger house 
was that um, uh, we had this big seven foot two Kauai grand piano Ooh. waiting at the port of Haifa huh. in a crate that had been sent over. Wow. And we didn't have a place big enough for it. No. But how we ended up getting the piano, and I don't know if this is for somebody today, just, just how faith, an example of how faith works. Yeah. And, uh, and it's amazing what can start with an idea that you realize wasn't just your idea. The more you think about it, the more you pray about it, you realize it was something that God just dropped from heaven. Yeah. Into my wife, Mary, into her heart. We were walking down the street. She said, you know, Roy, I've been thinking about it. You play the piano. You should have your own piano. Yeah. I said, well, I have a keyboard. I'm happy with that keyboard. I yeah. carry it from hotel to hotel, meeting to meeting, and and then play it at home. And and I'm happy with my little Yamaha keyboard yeah. somebody gave me. I was so I cried when they gave it to oh, me. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was thrilled with that. And she just said, no, I really feel God is saying you need to have a piano. So I'm thinking like a little living room spinet, you know, yeah. upright piano or something. Flat back, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because apartments are small in Israel. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so. Um, Inexpensive. <laughs> very much, <laughs> yeah. So we, um, so I said, well, okay. She goes, wait a minute. And not just a little piano. You need to have a grand piano. I mean, come on. <laughs> I thought, well, that's... But you got grand faith? That's I mean, sweet you... of her, you know, to say that. But first of all, we don't even have a place big enough to put a grand piano. Second of all, grand piano, she had no idea that that could be like $30,000 oh, for wow. a decent grand piano. Yeah. Because also, um, if it's a $15,000 piano, it's 30000 in Israel because you pay the value-added tax, VAT. Oh. So whatever the value is is what they charge you to bring it into the country. Oh, my goodness. And they have no uh, piano-making companies <laughs> in Israel. So you don't <laughs> oh get one God. made in Israel. And, um, wow. and so anything even that is already in Israel, somebody else already paid a lot of So you just pay a lot of money. Yeah. And so uh, I, I I laughed when she said I said honey you know grand piano, um, wow hundred percent tax on imports wow usually yeah, yeah incredible it's it's all over the map what they do but yeah it didn't matter if it was ten thousand dollars it was yeah you know way 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 out of our league and so um but it started with that and she said okay I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna say to you what you say to me and the kids all the time pray about it ah. Uh. <laughs> and I said, okay, okay. In my prayer time tomorrow morning, I'll she pray about you. it. She did. But still, in my mind, here's how I, honestly how I prayed the next morning. I said, okay, Lord, I promised Mary I'd pray about this. So here's how I prayed. Show me how to explain to Mary yeah, that we can't yeah. have a Could, Lord, could you help me show Mary this is not <laughs> That it's of a you. crazy idea and she's so <laughs> excited about it. I don't want to, you know, hinder her faith. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. like a crazy idea. And while I was asking the Lord that, he dropped into my mind uh, a remembrance of the piano at the church where I was in Vero Beach. Ah. And I remembered that they're not using that piano. It's a grand piano, huh. seven foot two, Kauai grand piano. My dad um, found it and, and helped the church find this amazing piano. And the church bought it when they were building their new building. and um, But they weren't using it because... Uh, the guy that came in after me prefers keyboards. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's empty. Good. <laughs> um, and so it just wasn't being used. So, But I'm thinking, why would 
why would you make me think about that piano? Because for one thing, even if they wanted to sell it, it's an expensive piano. How could I ever get it to Israel? Yeah, yeah. And if I got it to Israel, we wouldn't have a place big enough to put it. I mean, if that's your whole living room, maybe. Yeah. You know, let's put the lid down and make it our dining room table and our, <laughs> and, you know, whatever else. Take up Sleep the entire living room. Yeah. <laughs> no sofa or anything, just a piano in yeah. the middle of the room. And um, But see, that's the thing about it. When... When God's involved in it, like I said to that guy, you know, that can't be God, that's impossible. But all of a sudden, boom, something in my spirit started stirring. Yeah. And the only way I can describe it is God's supernatural invades your natural. Yeah. So it was happening again about this piano, and I'm thinking, it doesn't hurt just to bring it up. Yeah. So I wrote to um, the guy, his name is Billy. I said, hey, what's going on with that piano? And he said, well. Could you get this out of our way? <laughs> Right? <laughs> no, not no. exactly. No. Um, I'll try to be as... Uh, there's no, so no. many little details, but I'll try to cut to the chase on this. We like details. Even we cutting do. to the chase yeah. is uh, going to take a few minutes here. <laughs> Got it all good. Because <laughs> it's just an amazing story. He said, well, it's funny you should ask about that. He yeah. said, um, we were going to sell it to um, another church that we planted uh, in another city nearby mm-hmm. um, for uh, as a favor to them for five thousand dollars and um he said but they decided not to do it and there was a there's a music store over in orlando that would sell it on consignment for ten thousand dollars and even these are steel of a deal yeah yeah it's just because they wanted to go ahead and get rid of it rather than find somebody that would pay yeah and um i said well just out of curiosity ask him what he'd sell it to me for the pastor and he wrote me back the next day, and he said, the pastor said, only for you, but uh, we would sell it for $3,000. Wow. I didn't have $50, yeah. but 3000 for that piano? I thought, yeah. I, I will beg, borrow, steal the money somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, even if it's to put in storage for down the road, you know, if ever I move back to this, whatever. If I yeah. can have that piano, I said, tell him it's sold. Yeah. And um, then uh, that evening, there was a group in our house, a former student uh, and uh, her fiancé, they actually got engaged uh, while they were there. I was telling the story about this, and he said, you know, the the guy she was getting engaged to said, you know, I work for this guy in shipping, and just before I left to come here, he told me, he said, you know, when we ship containers overseas on these ships, there's always um, open, empty containers, he said, we ought to start a division to help missionaries. Oh, my goodness. And call it Shipping for Christ. <laughs> and and use these empty, it, well, we can get it on the ship and it won't cost us anything. We'll do, we'll do it for them. And he said, I'm going to go back and, and tell him about this. That's too much. He told the guy, the guy said, this is awesome. They started Shipping for Christ with the idea of getting that piano over for us. Wow. So then... I went back to the States for a ministry tour, and I'm with a friend of mine who's a doctor, and uh, he said to me, Roy, I feel like God told me I'm supposed to give you a certain amount of money, but it's like you have a need. Mm. What what kind of need? You know, he was kind of fishing for an amount. And, yeah, yeah. And he said need, and I thought, I can't say I need yeah, because we have ministry needs. We have the lights on. Yeah, we have all these things that that we need to pay. Yeah, and every so month, <laughs> I, I just said, listen. I said, thank you. Um, 
whatever God puts on your heart, you yeah. know, our needs, we live by faith, as you know. And so yeah. he goes, no, there's something, there's something. I said, okay, look, because he knew the church, he knew the piano. I said, yeah. you know that piano? And uh, he said, yes. I said, it's, it's sitting off in a corner, not even being used. And they said they'll sell that piano to me for $3,000. And plus, I need to have it crated. It costs almost $1,000 just to build a crate to oh, move wow. a piano like that. And then it had to be sent uh, on a, a truck to North Carolina, where then they put it on a train to Newark, and then from there it gets onto the, the ship. Wow. And he said, that's it. That's it. I know that's it. He wrote me a check for $5,000. Wow. Right I'm there. I'm like, wow. So instantly we set things in motion. But I'm still thinking, okay, they're going to ship it. But then I've got uh, yeah, where am I going to put it? DAT. Oh yeah, yeah. So Customs. Now, so in that case, three thousand more, right? It's whatever they deem the value of oh, the piano is, gosh. and th from there they charge <laughs> you the tax. Yeah. So I had a meeting uh, at that church um, that Sunday night, I think, and um, a man in the audience came up to me. His voice was shaking. He said, I don't have a lot of money, but while you were telling this, I feel like God told me that I'm supposed to pay your customs tax when it gets to Israel. He says, so please do everything you can to get that customs, because it could have been $20,000 or whatever they yeah. thought it was valuable, because it's valuable. It's a really, really nice piano. And so um, I said, okay, thank you, great. Left there, went to the next church in over here in Coco, tiny little church, told the story, and the pastor said, guess what? Now, this is I'm telling this as a faith story because this is the way God can do things. Yeah. It's not always this spectacular every step, but this sure. is just an example. He said, we just got back from a trip to Israel, and, and guess who we met in Israel? We met the wife of the guy that decides customs. The VAT. VAT price. Huh. And she told us, if ever you need anything shipped to Israel, let me know and I'll speak to my husband. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's and too much. So, you know, God's a show off. That's <laughs> he what he really is. is. He's a show off. And so then we, um, we get that far along. Yeah. So now we've got all that stuff. So I start communicating with her. She goes, let me know and, you know, send me information about the piano. I'll talk to my husband and see what he can do because it's really up to his discretion. It's not like, you know, breaking the rules or cheating or anything. It's, he's the guy that gets to decide that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so then all that's in motion. Now we go back to Israel and the piano is being shipped, but we still live in a small apartment. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're looking everywhere to, to find another place that we can move into that has a big living room. Yeah. We looked at a dozen places, but everywhere, you just walk in, you see the living room, you say... Yeah, not going to work. Know, not going to work. And so um, Mary went to a ladies' Bible study, because now, by now, the piano is at the port in Haifa. Oh. And they're going to have to start charging us uh, everyday yeah. storage fee. But the guy has also is a favor... For the first two weeks, didn't charge us anything. Wow. And um, so I had said to Mary, honey, I don't know what to do now. I said, uh, I guess we could put it in storage somewhere. And she started crying. She oh, said, that no. is not God. <laughs> and That's you're like, don't not... cry. I know. 
<laughs> that is your weapon against me. <laughs> but what do I do? Yeah. And so we prayed. And she went to a Bible, a ladies' Bible study she had never gone to before because somebody invited her mm. and shared because they were asking for prayer requests. And she said, we need a, a place with a big living room yeah. for this piano. And these two ladies are laughing in the back. And she goes, what's so funny? And they said, we know the place. Ah. Now, this is a meeting she'd never been to before. Yeah. And it was at that moment when we, it was, again, like up against the Red Sea. Yeah. You know, an impossibility. And and they said, we know the place. And they took us to this house because they knew the people that were moving out of it. And there's a whole story involved in that that you can go to yeah. Tehillah online and see and the message And it is an awesome it. story. And But that God had the place for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually on our live service from last night. So if you're on Facebook, uh, you can just keep scrolling down on the feed. You'll see the live service from Monday night where where um, Roy spoke. But uh, we'll also we're going to cut it and put it on YouTube, so you'll be able to find it too. So if this is you're watching this or listening to this later, just search Roy Kindle on the Bait to Healy YouTube channel, and you'll find it. Because we thought we were going to rent just the top half of that four story house. Yeah, we ended up buying it. Yeah. I mean, what a miracle that was, too. Big, big miracle. God. Well, and that's just it. It sounds like, um, you know, Red Sea after Red Sea after Red Sea. I mean, it's just like how many Red Seas are going to part, you know? Yeah, and it starts, though, even with one simple thing. You know, yeah. you, Roy, you need to have a piano. Yeah, yeah. You know, it needs to be a big piano. What? You know, what about this? What? And then one step. So it, our life is a series of steps in the direction that God is pointing us. Well, and then just, I mean, everybody's life is that. That's what I mean, yeah. But, I mean, in, in your case, I mean, you know, how cool these stories are, praise God, that, you know, Mary had that idea. But then that idea, like you were kind of mentioning, you may think that the purpose was to get a piano, but maybe the purpose is for you to have a story to tell, mm-hmm. you know, so that, you know, you, you can inspire other people to walk in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because as you mentioned, right, uh, you do, I don't know if I need a grand piano. I didn't. But then just listening to kind of the way you were talking last night uh, about all of the people that have listened and your shadow, right, has mm-hmm. been cast over them like, just by listening to you play in that neighborhood that you're in, mm-hmm. you know? We've had Knesset members there. We've had uh, all kinds of people there. So God purposed for us to be there. Yeah. And we've just operate by some simple basic scriptures yeah. proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding quit trying to figure it out yeah in all your ways acknowledge or talk to him about it pray listen and he will direct your path Praise and God. that might be going a different direction than you thought uh, or it might be the direction you thought but there's other details you never thought about yeah uh, things like that um john ten ten, the thief comes to rob kill and destroy but Jesus said, I came that you could have life more abundantly, but life in the Greek there is Zoe. Yes. Uh, supernatural life. Yeah. He, you know, we can go through life without all of that supernatural involvement and maybe be happy, maybe, you know, be yeah. comfortable, maybe, maybe not. Comfortable being the key word, right? Yeah, which is like king for most people, you know, the ruling yeah. idea. Secure, we yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, of course, that's fleeting. It can, it you think you're fleeting. comfortable, you think you're secure, and suddenly something. And then, what do you have that you know that keep that doesn't make you feel empty if you right. lose that? Uh, or, I think that God has something spectacular. Um, maybe not an, our kind of spectacular, but He's got a different kind of spectacular. Sure, where only God could have done that, and to see that happen in life 
makes life so much more exciting. Yeah. The world says can't get no satisfaction, but when you know you're where you're supposed to be and you're trusting God, even for impossible things, sometimes, not yeah. always, maybe, but, but uh, when you do, there's no satisfaction like that. Sure. And so then he gives us uh, life more abundantly, but supernatural life. Yeah. Praise God. Man, that's awesome. What a testimony, you know? Um, so By the we, way, the name of the church that I grew up in when my dad gave his heart to the Lord is called Abundant Life. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then so it's a it's a prophecy, you know. Yeah. It's prophetic. Yeah. Um, so, wow. So thirty one years now, though. I mean, so the first fifteen or sixteen years before the house, and then it's been fifteen or sixteen years since mm-hmm. buying the house, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, that kind of happened like right in the middle, right? Yeah. Right in the middle of that journey. So it kind of has like a little bit of a significance there just being right in the center of everything mm-hmm. um gone through covid since then almost died with covid oh yeah wow listening to god what to do so what i want to kind of talk about you know we have a, a theme that kind of goes through and, and weaves through kind of everything we do around here Beit Tehillah, because one of our main like just visions and missions here is to see the restoration and the regathering of the whole house of israel mm-hmm. and the main kind of cornerstone for that is the reconciliation mm-hmm. between jews and christians you know right. jews and and believers mm-hmm. um and you've been there now for 31 years, mm-hmm. and that's incredible. And, and clearly, I mean, being with Prime Minister, you've been accepted into the fold, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in some form There's still fashion. plenty of people that don't like us. but <laughs> Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, th- but who cares about them, right? Right. Um, you know, but you've, you've obviously uh, have a good witness up to now. So... What, is, what, is it look like? what have you experienced of, of Jews and Christians coming together, working together? Um, how does that look in Israel? I mean, 31 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to say, really, because I think, because I, I don't think I know. I mean, that's an old joke. I don't think I know. I mean, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this. I know this. Yeah. That people get hung up on, we talked before about the different denominations, yeah. different, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. Uh, all that, if we could just stop that nonsense and boil it down to the basics, because this is why I can speak to a Jewish audience anywhere in the world, and I can speak to a Christian audience anywhere in the world. I can speak to a secular audience in the world, and I speak to all of them, television, radio, in person, just one-on-one, because the bottom line of the whole thing is that God is real. Yeah. And I say to Jewish people, your book, yeah, your book proves the reality of God. What do you mean, my book? God gave it first to your people. So let's 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 don't even get into the New Testament or whatever, sure. Because it still comes down to this: hundreds of things were written in your book in advance. Yes, that, yeah, that's right. That impossible things yeah so i just told you an impossible story today but impossible saying predictions if you will this is going to happen and people are like there's no way that could happen right like i said to the guy that can't be god that's impossible yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. but they there's no way that could ever happen and not just a few things but hundreds of things all in a place called israel a physical place with live people Right. So I call it God's center stage. Ah, it's right go. in the middle of the Middle East. If, yeah. You know, the rest of the world surrounds it. And he put it right there so people would watch. And then with 
those predictions, most of them end with something, as I paraphrase, P.S. When this happens, you'll know I am God. Yeah. And most of them have happened. Yeah. Exactly the way it said it would happen. And it's happening. Most, uh, Many of them are coming true today. Sure. In our lifetime, at a time when the internet and global satellite and everything makes it easy for the whole world to see. Sure. And uh, he said, when these things happen, you'll... The point is not Jewish, non-Jewish, or oh, those are important. Yes, important reconciliation, important. But what we want, what are we reconciling to? Yeah, we're reconciling to the reality of God. Yes, yes. Who created us? Who created the universe, the galaxies, everything else? Put the Earth right in the middle of it. Yeah. Everything else, you know, is fitly framed together so that this planet will spin just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that we have a Ability to choose to believe in him mm. so that we're not programmed like angels and everybody else to, you know, uh, to do things the way we're programmed. We have the ability to choose. And and then when we believe in him, our lives get to interact with him. Yeah. For those, what is God saying? Yeah. You know, what is the purpose of my life? Yeah. And so we can stop at believing and then make it to heaven and have eternity saying, wow, I was right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or while we're here on this planet, we can have amazing time here interacting with the God who created us. Yeah. And that's what the whole reconciliation is. And to say to Jewish people, thank you for your book. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for Amen. Israel. Thank you for for responding. Thank you for coming back. It was impossible. It was a desolate place, just like the Bible said it would be. Yeah. You came back from the north, south, east, and west. I told last night a story about yeah. the guy I ran out of gas. You know, and he picked me up and he goes, so you're a Christian. Why are you here? And I said, I'm here because of your book. <laughs> what do you mean my book? <laughs> what do you mean my book? Yeah. He said, I don't believe in God. I said, what? You yeah. know, what do you mean? But it's in your, he talked about you in his book. He didn't talk about me. Yes, he did. He said you would be, you're here today. Yeah. You know, you survive against insurmountable odds because he said you will. Right. I never thought of it that way. Well, and he, it was impossible and he said it will happen and here you are. We're having this conversation. He's just in the short time it took to get me some gas and back to my car. He said, Maybe I do believe in God. <laughs> Go figure, right? I mean, what kind of reconciliation is better than that? None. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and I think you're right. You know, just like in a marriage, they show the triangle, right? That uh, the closer that the couple gets to God, mm -hmm. the closer they get to each to other. each other, yeah. And I think it's the same with us. The closer we both get to God, the closer we'll get to each other. Mm -hmm. And that that path intersects. And where does it intersect? It intersects at God. That's where we intersect. Mm -hmm. Um and so our goal, I guess, um, it sounds like you're saying, is to get closer to God, right? And yeah. that we'll get closer to each other. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you have to be, was it Derek Prince that used to say, uh, so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. Right, right, right. You know, right, so right. spiritual and so, you know, sanctimonious and glorious that, you know, I mean, he gave us this planet to enjoy. Yeah, you know, I find the life. grounded people seem to be closer to God than the people that are floating into the, yeah, the atmosphere. Right wrong well, <laughs> well but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, is that the goal of life, to be right? Probably not. For some people. Yeah, I know for some people that's true. <laughs> and yeah. that's even a false security there, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So, so then you guys have a ministry uh, that does a lot. I mean, you guys are living there full time, so I'm sure mm -hmm. that you guys do more than just. I can't. You can't just put like a 
this is what you guys do. Yeah, That's we don't fit anybody's do. mold or framework or, you know, we don't pastor a church. We don't, you know, have a brick and mortar school anymore. Yeah. You know, we don't have uh, that sort of thing, but we're just available. And by being available now, we do end up uh, with this Knesset Christian Allies Caucus that I talked about. Yep. We get invited to a number of things there just to put a face on uh, Christians who love Israel sure, and to to uh, be invited to participate in that along with other um, U.S. congressmen and senators. And now it's it's gone global. Sure. There's the, the um, Christian Allies Foundation, I mean the Israel Allies Foundation for parliamentarians from around the world, people mm from government leaders from around the world who who pray for Israel. Wow. So the Israeli government is just astounded that yeah, yeah. all these government people, I mean, I'm not a government person, except I just became part of the furniture, you know? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I get to play background music, like David played his harp for the king, you know? Yeah, praise God. So we do those kind of things. There are conferences. Um, we also help mentor pastors and worship leaders and uh, ministry leaders in the country. Um, you know, we're just there also to, um, counsel to people, people have problems no matter yeah. where you go. There are leaders that deal with, uh, secret struggles that they don't have anybody to talk to. So sure. we've been there long enough. They trust us. So they yeah. come to our home, pour their hearts out and we love on them and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, back when there used to be tourism in Israel yeah. <laughs> before two years ago, uh, there were events and conferences, but there were also tour groups that would come that we would either help get them there or some would stay with us. Including Beit Tehillah. Exactly. Yeah. A number of times. Yeah, yeah. And um, people from all across the board, but then we'll go to their hotel or to uh, a place and just share our hearts with them. And here's how we see things happening. You know, I like to tell people when they come to Israel, you are on God's center stage. Yeah, absolutely. You get face-to-face -face encounter with the things that were not here 75 years ago. And they're here today because mm. God said it would be impossible, but it's going to happen. Amen. So he's got a plan. And then even all of that, it's more than just about nations and it's about people. Yeah. You know, but um, uh, by you experiencing it now, you can go back and it's going to change your life. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, there's just a lot of different things that we do in the midst of all that. So if somebody wants to participate with you guys, um, mm -hmm. help you along, um, how could they do that? Always, uh, first thing is finances, if they want to help yeah. with our finances. Uh, our website is uh, SOWIJ.com. Okay. And that just stands for School of Worship in Jerusalem, because as I said, we are the roving school now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so SOWIJ.com. On there, uh, we're in the process of um, renovating the website, uh, updating it. So there's some older things on there, but the donate button still works on yeah, there. Yeah, the donate, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's an yeah. important button. And that's a secure way people want to do. Have you noticed that your website says so IJ, so in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. that they can sow That's, seed in yeah. Jerusalem? And I prefer that over some people, they see sow on there. And uh. say, no, it's nothing to do with an <laughs> <the> old sow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But pray for us or just come. And if you want to come, we can we can help you get there. We can even help tour groups get good prices. And oh, okay, cool. Work with agencies and help with that. Is I there a contact you there. button on your website too? Can they contact you uh, through yes. the website? So mm -hmm. then, perfect. So they can contact you through. They can donate through there, mm -hmm. and then or uh, come and see us and come and see you. Wow! Mm -hmm. Praise God. Or we, a lot of times uh, when we're back in the states, we can come and see you. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right. They can invite you come to the, your their congregation. I mean, I'll tell you what. I I've not been disappointed so far. I mean, I've listened to your wife uh, when she's come. She's here. much better than me. Yeah, <laughs> it's better to look at. Ah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and 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 then also just the stories and the faith, and it just it, it just drips off of you guys, you know. And then you can uh, get it on other people, you know. And it when you show up where God says show up, and He does something, you just get to tell about it. Yeah. The only thing you did was show up. Yeah, praise God. Well, that's really our job, right? Yeah. And our job is to show up and let God do the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so Don't tell them where your shadow's going to fall. Yeah, right. Well, we're out of time. Yes. Uh, but Thank uh, you for having me today. No, man, this has been great. This has been awesome. You know, it, uh, for the people that are watching or listening, I'll tell you this, um, what an awesome folks you and your wife are. I mean, just uh, awesome. And so whatever way you guys can bless feel them. awesome. Just yeah. thank you, though. yeah. <laughs> Um, to bless them, you know, do it um, as God leads. Uh, pray about them. Pray for them. Um, we've been praying for them. Um, you know, everybody has uh, all the normal stuff that they go through. You know, mm-hmm. life, finances, uh, children, everything. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? and I think that um, there's always things to pray for. Amen. And I would say yeah. that they could pray. Um, specifically, I know you guys are working on getting back to Israel. They're changing ever-changing regulations for COVID and rules this and that. Because yeah. we both have antibodies. So. Right, right. Yeah. And um, just, just pray for Israel in general. That's all big. COVID in Israel is a big topic anyways, and so I would say that both of us would have people pray. In the whole world. <laughs> and, well, in the whole world. But yeah. Israel's the center of the earth. I there mean, you it's go. Lev God's Halam, center right? stage. It's the heart of the world. It so is. Um, we need, you know, for them, they should be leading in that area, and they're not. But we're not going to get into another conversation. We don't have time. So. <laughs> right. Um, is the so the website again is sowij.com mm-hmm. uh, Central School of Worship in Jerusalem. You can donate there, you can contact them there. Um, if you guys want to contact me, my email ryan at twopraise.net, uh, ryan at twopraise.net. And uh, God bless you guys. Have a great week. Shalom. Shalom.